So today we're moving on to chapter 12, and uh, we're going to probably introduce chapter 13, even though I'm not sure that we'll start chapter 13 today. Chapter 12 is quite short. Uh, We are ending the first section of the book, um, and uh, we are doing so by including two two subjects. We have defined Nekiyut. We spent quite a lot of time defining Nekiyut, but as is always the case with... uh, with Misila Yishayim, once you define a Midah, you have to know how to attain the Midah and also how not to lose it, how to retain it, right? Define, attain, retain. So Ramchal, very briefly here, speaks about how, how do we, how do we uh, possess uh, this Midah? How do we possess this Midah? And we possess this Midah by essentially... Learning, learning and, and reading, that's what he says. Um, learning meaning is, the learning aspect is relating to what we have said countless times when we've been going through Perak Yud Aleph, that part of the Kiyot is, is uh, knowledge, is knowing that there's something that is Asur. Sometimes we're simply totally unawares that, that something is Asur. And if you don't learn, uh, if you don't, constantly learn you know sometimes when you've learned halacha you say well i, I know this halacha, halacha. Um, but there's always something new there's always something extra there's always a, a minhag or a, or a keta that, that you're not aware of and you have to keep learning and keep listening and uh, and that's for sure and, and how do you deal with the other issue he says by reading sifri musa by reading sipure uh, um, I, again, this goes back to a, a theme that I haven't really discussed with you, Mr. Isharim, but that story that I have learnt with some of you of the of the time of the Chacham, um, the the chizuk that we need sometimes to be naki, to go that extra mile, um, comes from looking at people, uh, people who 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 were who were really great people, and uh, and. and and reading their Sifrei Musa, and, um, and, and taking them seriously. To do that, you need a certain element of uh, anava, of humility, uh, in, in the way that you approach things. And uh, I think there is an added aspect here that, that Ramchal uh, doesn't emphasize, but, but I, I would, Laniut Dati, emphasize it's a very, very hard work, meaning to, to make that extra step between not doing what is mukubal not to do and then going that stage further to go to uprooting, to going to the root of something, meaning to understand that stealing isn't simply taking off a gun and going into a shop, but it's taking something that isn't yours. Uh, taking something that isn't yours could be borrowing shampoo, it, it could be waking someone up at night. It, it, it just being that, that awareness to, to go to the depths of something. I think as it happens, it, 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 it's, it's the long way, which is the short way, in the words of the Balatanya. What, what do I mean to say? I mean to say is that if you don't do things because you know not to do them, that, that's a good thing. But if you understand why you shouldn't be doing them, then it's much easier not to do them. You understand? If someone tells you you mustn't smoke, so you don't smoke because you're a good person and it's not makubal, it's not acceptable to smoke, so you don't smoke. But if you understand the damage that smoking causes, then you won't even have a dilemma. 
Meaning, you don't steal because no one steals, uh, or for, for worse reasons, because you're worried about the ramifications. But if you don't steal because you understand the evil of stealing, then that's much more serious. That, 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 that's a much more serious approach to life. It's understanding something from the depths. And if you understand something from the depths, then you won't even consider doing it. Uh, I want to give you a, 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 a real mashal. Um, I hope you understand what, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying. This really happened to me. When I was in yeshiva, there were two types of people learning halacha. There were the people who were learning halacha. People like me were simply learning halacha for smicha. You, you learn the halacha. And we had good memories and we learned hard. And, and, and I knew the halacha because I learned the halacha and I learned it off by heart. I knew it. Uh, whether it was a lot of halacha in Hilchus uh, Shabbos, whether it was a bit less in Hilchus Abedus, whatever it was, I learned the halacha and, and I knew the chomer. I knew the material from the Gemara to the Rishonim to the Achronim to the Poskim. Uh, and I knew it. Uh, and I, I knew it off by heart. I, I knew it like a robot knew it. There's a guy who sat a few seats away from me who knew it in a different way. I mean, when he learned the sukya, he understood the sukya. Yeah, you understand? He, he didn't simply learn, Shulchan Aruch says this, the Ramah says this, Mishabur says this. He understood the sukya to the degree that after going through a Beit Yosef, he could tell you exactly how the Beit Yosef was going to post And after a while, he could even tell you what the Beit Yosef would say on a different issue. In the same way, Lahavdil Elif Havdalot, if you go into the Midrashah, right at the beginning of the year, you have a share from Rabbi Vigdom, from Rabbi Bailey, and, uh, uh, and I always say at the beginning of the year, I say on a regular basis that uh, at the beginning you will uh, choose the teacher according to the subject, and after a number of months, maybe even sooner, you will choose the subject according to the teacher. And uh, because, because there are certain teachers and they have styles, and you don't just understand this is a good teacher, you, you like the way the teacher teaches, and you understand the principles with which the teacher teaches, to the degree that if I was to set up to most girls who are alumni and have studied well at the Midrashah, set up a panel of Rabbi Vigdor and Rabbi Bailey, uh, Judith, Esther, Miriam, and ask a given question, the vast majority of girls could predict what that teacher is going to say, because they, they know the teacher, they know the hashgraf of the teacher. Now, transition this idea to halacha, to a way of life. If you do a way of life simply because you are disciplined and you're a good person and you are shomer Torah mitzvot, then that's a good thing. But if, if you understand that something is, then you won't, you, you'll do it from a much more deep-rooted place. Uh, and therefore, to reach Nikiyot, uh, not just from a knowledge perspective, but from the perspective of understanding the, the depth of, of what Nikiyot stands for, to uproot something, to get to the weed of something, it means you won't, you won't not steal just because it's not Makubal to walk into a shop and walk out without paying. Mele, that's one thing. But, but if you understand the principle of not stealing, you'll be automatically aware not to wake someone up. You'll be quiet in the square, even before 11 o'clock, because you're aware that there are people upstairs who are trying to sleep, and, and you're taking that from them. Uh, and you won't borrow something without someone's permission. You won't take 20 apples out of the cheder ochel of your sod, your safe, and take it to your room, because you're aware that that means 15 other people aren't going to have apples because you want to have some fruit in your salon. Um, and you don't want to buy it, so you just want to take it out of the cheder uh, You'll be sensitive to all of these things, and it won't just be the, the major things as the hirut that you will be unawares of, uh, that you'll be aware of, but it will be the nekiut. And at this stage, Tam Islam, you know, in an ideal scenario, we are all now tzaddikim, because each day, each day we've been working on these midod, and we've reached chapter 13 in Sefer Masilat Yisharim, 
which is distinctively the second stage of 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 the sefer of sefer mesilat yisharim. We are tzaddikim, and now we want to be chasidim. So, what is the difference between a tzaddik and a chasid? So, let's just do a bit of chazara on this uh, on this notion. Uh, tzaddik comes from the word tzedek, right? To do the right thing, the just thing, to be tzaddik, the correct thing. Uh, chesed is beyond the realms of tzedek. Chesed is to go that mile further, is to do that much more. And here we, ha- we have to define properly. Now, it's very interesting, right, that if, if you have learnt a little bit about Hasidut, you know that the Hasidim are called Hasidim, and the Rebbe is called a Tzaddik, which is it's a bit of a, a paradox, right, because the Rebbe is presumably greater than the Hasidim. So according to the Lashon of Ramchal, the Rebbe should be a Hasid and they should be Tzaddikim. Uh, I don't have uh, the Hasidic explanation why these semantics were used in this way. They certainly weren't used in this way out of ignorance. They were used on purpose. I can only assume that Hasidim are called Hasidim because that's their aspiration. The Tzaddik is called a Tzaddik because that's who he really is. He's, he's really a Tzaddik. Meaning we have to move away from the semantics used uh, by Lashon HaKodesh in Israel where, where you, you answer the door, someone asks this for your favour, they call you Tzaddik. Uh, you're not, you, you don't become a Tzaddik because you answer the door or because you give someone five shekel at the Kotel. That, that doesn't make you a Tzaddik. It could be an aspiration to be a Tzaddik, but we've seen you have to perfect these 13 chapters of, uh, of Masilat Yisharim to be even remotely regarded as a Tzaddik. Now, what's important here is, and I am repeating something that we said at the beginning when we first started the Sefer, is that um, there's an order. And as far as Ramchal is concerned, this order is non-negotiable. I mean, you cannot even consider being a chassid if you're not a tzaddik. Meaning, let's put it into real words, you can't go beyond the pale, you can't do the extra mile if you haven't done the required mileage. Uh, It doesn't work that way. And obviously, if people uh, presume to do that, it's it's only an appearance, it's not real. And uh, it creates a lot of confusion within that person themselves. And I think is, is part of the explanation for for the bilbul, for the confusion that exists in orthodoxy today. There are many people who are doing acts of chassidut. And when we talk about chassidut here, I'm not talking about Baal Shem Tov. Uh, Baal Shem Tov adopted the word chassidut. But we talk about chassidut existed before the Baal Shem Tov. Uh, just like Torah Tamakshavah existed before Rav Kook. Uh, the, the, these are wonderful, great, unparalleled scholars, but they didn't come, they, they are achronim. Uh, and a lot of our, our themes uh, come up very, very early in Judaism. Um, uh, Hasidut, Avram Avinu was probably the first definition of a Hasid when the Rambam describes the relationship between uh, Avram Avinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He describes it in the way that one would describe a relationship between a young, uh, betrothed couple absolutely crazy about each other, obsessed, absolutely obsessed. Ramam like, said that Avram would be waiting all day just, just to speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thinking of HaKadosh Baruch Hu all day, totally preoccupied by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, so Avram was probably the, the very first Hasid, the first Jew and the first Hasid. And uh, 
what does this, what, what is this about Hasidut? Uh, and again, it's very important, and I, I will keep saying this because it's critical to the book, to understand that as we go further in the book, we are te- dealing with higher, higher madrigal, and therefore the uh, presumption of Ramchal uh, isn't, isn't a correct presumption regarding us, meaning we carry on reading the book, um, even though we're not necessarily on the level that the book is describing, and therefore... Uh, the ideas that have been described in the book or the requirements that are being required in the book are, are way beyond uh, and sometimes shocking to us because we're simply not there. Uh, so, so we're learning it in order to learn Torah, in order to see where we have to go. But we are uh, humble enough to understand this isn't talking about us. And uh, it, to love God doesn't mean to jump up and down and roll your eyes and say you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That, that, that that isn't just in the same way. You, love between two people isn't isn't uh, defined by someone saying "I love you." Uh, it's defined by actions. Actions have to ultimately, um, actions and feelings have to ultimately follow up on anything you may say or or, or you may think. Okay, so what is chasidut? Chasidut, and and I'm, I'm going to underline this because it mustn't be misunderstood. If someone is a tzaddik, they are doing everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu requires of them. And if they're doing it in the right way, you know, in a pure way, then a person of this level will know HaKadosh Baruch Hu to a degree that he can or she can anticipate what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. And therefore will do things for HaKadosh Baruch Hu without being asked, simply for the love of God. Simply for the love of God. If you think about a man and wife or a, a child and parent, uh, you know each other well enough to anticipate what the other person really likes. And if you want to express your love, you will do for them this act without them asking, without, without any requirement from them, without any word from them. So Ramcha will tell us that the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu means that he has given us a certain amount of mitzvot, he has given us a Torah, and by giving us the Torah, he has uh, described essentially uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's sonot, his wills for us and, and what is required for a Jew. If you are a chassid, you will take these things and elaborate of your own accord, and you will do things without being asked. The example, I'm not sure I gave this time round, but I often give it, is, is, uh, is that child normally, a, a little child who comes to you uh, with a cup of coffee, uh, you didn't ask for the cup of coffee, they know you like cup of coffee, in, in the less mature adult scenario, which is mine, my, my youngest daughter will just make chips for me if she wants to make me happy, she'll just fry me up some chips, and I'll come into the house and they'll just be ready, and, and she said, I'm gonna make chips, and she, she knows that I like chips, it's not a, a secret, and she, will, she, will, she wants to make me happy because she loves me, and therefore she'll just make them. Uh, the level of, of, of sadik is you, you do what you're told to do, and you do it, uh, because you are committed. The level of chassid is that you go that step further. Now you understand why what I, what I mentioned beforehand is, is critical. Not every Tom, Dick and Harry can come along and say 
that they anticipate what God wants. We have this a lot in Judaism, right? We have a whole sector in Judaism say, if, I'm, if I've got a problem with my leg and I can't get to shul by walking, God wants me to drive on Shabbos to get to shul. That's a nourishkai, it's shtiot, it's nonsense. It negates tzedek, it negates halacha. So, of course, that isn't what God wants you to do. And it's not for every single person who, who can't translate a Gomorrah, who, who's quoting you Chazal from translations. Uh, to te- and then these people are now telling you, this is what God wants, this is what Judaism means. You say, well, where do you know this from? Where, where is your background? It's like someone has done, uh, a, he's seen a couple of cartoons on biology and he's arguing with the chief surgeon of, of the United States of America regarding a certain form of, uh, of surgery. It's a nonsense, it's an Irish cut. You can't, you can't, it's not for every single person to say, this is what God really wants, this is what I think Judaism means. What do you mean, this is what you think Judaism means? You have to be a tzaddik to be able to become a chassid. You can't, not, not everyone can simply say, well, I've got an opinion about this. We don't do this anywhere else, right? No, no one is going to give an opinion about, uh, uh, about Mein Kampf if they've never read the book. They, they don't even know what it is. The Havdil Elif, Havdil They said, this is what I think Hitler meant. This is what I think. This is what I got all of my, all of my childhood. People telling me stories about the background of Nazism and why Hitler did it. Why, and, and as I grew up and as I studied the sub, I understood they were talking rubbish. They were talking nonsense. It's very, very clear from historical study if you study enough biographies to understand why the person did something, if you want to call them a person, why they did something, and, and what they, and you wouldn't dream of doing that. You, you won't. You're all in university or even post-university or in the army or post-army. You don't open up your mouth if, if you don't know. This is what I think the Fakir wants. This is what I think the... Who cares what you think? Your, your thought is based on, on nothing. Um, and so this is very, very important, right? Because this is uh, ludicrously common today. Uh, the fact that people will, will, will simply say, this is what God really wants. This is what I think. But God, you can't do that. I'm afraid you can't do that, right? And therefore, uh, the, stage, the stage theory here is critical. You cannot be, start on, uh, on Prishut, Tahara and Hasidut um, without having perfected the first, the first 12. And it's not for me or for you who haven't even perfected Tzadikim to, to come along and say, this is what God wants. And uh, I don't think anyone in our generation can really do that. Um, uh, the great Sadiqim of the past generations uh, never did this either. You know, they, they were Mahmoud Halacha, they did Halacha, uh, whatever. It's, that's not what Hasidut is uh, for, for our time. Um, and it's an important thing. Before we enter Hasidut, we're talking about for the love of God. This is for the love of God, but it's a true love. Uh, very often when people are saying this is what God wants, it, it, it's a total manipulation of, uh, of, of the religion or their perception of the religion in order to do what they want. You know, to do what they want, it, it's, it's not love. Uh, it, it's simply a way for me to, to fulfill what I want to fulfill, do what I want. It's got nothing at all to do with God. And uh, that's a very, very important introduction. We're going to go into Prishut, when we discuss Prishut in Peret Yud Gimel. Um, he's going to tell us, Ramchal, that we have Prishut and Hasidot. We, tahara comes in the middle, and we'll explain Tahara when we get there, please God. But Prishut and Hasidot, in this second section, run parallel to Zahirut and Zrizut in the previous section. Okay, Zahirut was about controlling our negative behavior, and Zrizut was about motivation and our positive behavior. So Prishut 
is about our negative behavior, but again, it's beyond the pale. It's negative behavior, which is not a sore, but, but I want to go that stage further. Very, very shy to Parashat HaShavua uh, in Israel, to Parashat Matot, uh, I, I will explain over the next, uh, over the next um, day or two why, why, why it's so pertinent to what we're doing here. It's very, very, very relevant. Um, but Prishot is dealing with negative things, and Chasidut is dealing with positive things, and Tahara is there in the middle, necessarily so. And please go and Bezot Hashem will explain that as well. So as an introduction to Prishot, um, Ramchal says, what is Prishot? And here, I, again, I, I need to give you my, my own analogy. Um, talking about myself, Mamish. So I have, a, I'm like pre-diabetes. It's kind of family thing, I think. And uh, and therefore I'm I'm not allowed uh, to uh, to eat things with sugar. Kamut gavoha. If there's a lot of sugar, I I'm not allowed to eat it. I have a a certain cholesterol problem, so I'm not meant to have foods with bad cholesterol. There's good cholesterol. There's bad cholesterol. Give those as as an example. So you have let's say you have a and to make it make it totally easy to understand. Uh, you have, let's say, a mahadrin bar of chocolate, good milk chocolate sitting on the table. It's mahadrin. You haven't eaten meat for a while, and therefore it's mutter for you to eat. And there's none, and it's not a fast day, and there's nothing whatsoever. It's not before davening. Everything's great. There's nothing whatsoever that would in any way impinge upon your ability to have this piece of milk chocolate right now. But I can't have it. So the fact that it's also for me, and muta for you, has nothing to do with the actual halacha per se. It has to do with a personal need or a personal problem that I have in my uh, biological makeup. And therefore I'm not allowed to eat it. Okay, now prishut would be something that is essentially mutter for people. But me, David Milston, when when I am with it, I'm out of control. I I, I don't know how to deal with it, and uh, and therefore, I need to make a decision to be porish. I need to make a decision to separate myself from it. It could be that Plony Almoni, my next-door neighbour, is fine with it. It doesn't, doesn't lead him to sin. It's not a challenge for him in any way. Um, and therefore, he, he is not bound by anything. But, but I am, because, because it doesn't do me any good. Uh, let's take a, a, a bone of contention. Okay, let's take a, a phone. I'm not necessarily following certain piske halacha that, that, that have decided that iPhones are totally evil. Let's say you have an iPhone without any apps on it, and it's just an iPhone or a regular phone that makes a phone. For one person, they use the phone, would you believe it, to make phone calls? That's what the phone is for. They don't use it for, for WhatsApp. They don't use it for Facebook. Um, and uh, so they, they just use it. The other person cannot put the phone down. Literally, they have to be walking around with a phone in their hand. I sometimes see it. It's a phenomenon today. I'm sure you are, you, you, you've seen this phenomenon. People have a phone in their hand, as if to say, if the phone wasn't in my hand, something would be missing. 
they, they walk around with a phone in their hand. Now, these people are not they're important human beings because our Kodesh Baruch created them, but they're, they're not waiting for important phone calls. You know, I'm talking about my students in the Midrashah. On the whole, they're not waiting for important phone calls. And the proof is that when an important phone call needs to be made, it normally comes to the office first because they want to speak to us before they speak to the student. Uh, um, they don't speak to the student first. They, they inform us. And, uh, and then we, we get hold of the student and we do it in, in coordination with each other. So this is an addiction already. If it's an addiction... It's something that's causing me a problem. And if it's something that's causing me a problem, I have to be poresh. Now, it could be that for someone else, it's not a problem. They use the phone to make phone calls. They, they have an app with Masilat Sharm on their phone. They have Safari on their phone. Uh, they, they, they say Tehillim from their phone. Uh, but the other person is always playing a stupid game or making stupid messages or speaking Lush and on the phone. So for one person, they need to be Purish. For the other person, it's not an Isu. It's not an Isu. It doesn't say in the Torah you can't have phones. It doesn't say in Chazal you can't communicate. There are certain Hagdarot to communication. But for Peloni Almoni, it's not a problem. So they don't have to be Purish. For this one, they do have meaning. What are we discussing here? You want to become a Chassid. Essentially, what you have to do is look in the mirror, recognize not the weaknesses of mankind that the Torah has come to deal with, but your specific weaknesses that need specific, specific treatment by you on yourself. That, that is a requirement of Prisha. That, that is what Prisha means. And therefore, you, you are big enough and you are shalem enough to come along and say, listen, uh, when, I, when, when this is around me, it's not good, so I cannot be around it. Why do I say that it's Shah to this week's parasha? Because this week's parasha in Israel, please God, next week, We'll all be together again in, in Chutzrat. They'll read Matot Masse in Israel. They'll read Masse. Um, I, 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 the Minhag was always, everyone has to be together by Tisha B'Av, even though theoretically we could have been together the week after Pesach because they could have read Achrei Mot Kadoshim together in Chutzrat and we would have been together straight away. Uh, but that's, that's what the Minhag is. Minhag Avoteinu Biadenu. That's what our Minhag is. And so we go by that Minhag. Uh, but in the beginning of Parashat Matot, we speak about this notion of Nadarim. Now, Nadarim on paper is, is the most tedious subject. It really is. You know, I, I often uh, refer to my first days in Yeshiva. I came to Yeshiva. I didn't know how to learn Gomorrah. Ultimately, I was put in a beginner shir, which was doing Pesachim, but the yeshiva was learning Nadarim. So I didn't understand Aramaic, I couldn't learn Gomorrah, and I didn't understand the concept of Nadarim. Very, very specific, very detailed halacha regarding Nadarim. And again, if you, if you don't learn it properly, pretty, pretty much boring. It's not... Because it's not something that's done, right? We don't talk about vows. You know, you take your vows as, as, as a phrase, but we don't talk about it so much in, 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 in our Judaism. Um... But what is a nadir essentially in its positive form? Let's take Nazirut, right, and, and Nazarite, which, which was dealt with in Parashat Naso at the, the beginning, towards the beginning of, of Sefer Bamidba. Uh, a person has, and I know there's a machroket with Kadosh or Chote, but let's look at it in a positive way. A person has a challenging religious experience, and he, 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 he almost sins because of this experience. So his reaction is, I have to do something about it. Now, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't tell me I have to do something about it, but I know David Milson has to do something about it. So what does he do? He declares himself a Nazi. He takes a 30-day time out. He doesn't cut his hair. He doesn't, he doesn't go to a cemetery so, as not to, so people understand this has nothing to do with, uh, with dark, mag- magic, uh, uh, negative 
Avodah Zarah, and, and um, he doesn't drink. He doesn't drink wine, which is a very big social thing. He cuts himself off for 30 days. Uh, and said, no, I need a time out. To, now, now, the minute, remember, the minute someone declares himself a Nasir, the minute someone makes a Nader, that particular thing is now for them, and only for them, an Isul Torah. So if I can't have the chocolate, and um, I'm, uh, you know, uh, and I really like the chocolate, uh, and I'm f- having a difficulty in controlling myself every time someone puts chocolate on the table, but I'm a religious Jew, if I make a nader, we, we don't do this today, but if I'm, I'm just talking about it in theory, if I make a nader, I'm not having this chocolate, you understand that that chocolate, the Mahadrin chocolate on the table is now like pig, it's an Isso Torah for me, just for me, not for anyone else. So Torah has given me this ability to apply specific Halachas to, my, to create halachas for myself, essentially, in order to help myself improve. Now, this is chasidot, right? This is beyond the pale. This, I'm, I'm not doing something that is, is uh, halachically required of me. There's absolutely no isu to, to eat the chocolate. And uh, it's not a cigarette. It's, it, it, and if, I'm, if I'm pre-diabetes, it, it's not so. But it's not good for me. And it's, it's just going to help the situation deteriorate more. And it's out of control. I make a nader. I take personal action, meaning this is, this is what, where love comes in as opposed to duty. Um, I, I understand it. I want to do this, and therefore I'm going to be proactive in doing this. I'll tell you a personal, a personal thing that happened to me just, um, just yesterday. Uh, I'd been a, a member on Facebook for a number of years, and... Uh, uh, essentially, ostensibly, I joined Facebook not to make posts and not to let everyone else know my opinions. Anyone who, who's... I, I rarely post anything on Facebook. Um, did, I, I was told that in order to have access to the Midrashah Facebook, I need to be a member of Facebook. So I became a member of Facebook. I had about 100 friends, people here and there, but, but nothing... And and almost yesterday, I turned on Facebook, and, uh, and there was stuff that wasn't. It, it it was almost pornography coming up at me from the screen. It took me a couple of, it took me about half an hour to work out how to do it, but I deleted my account last night. I deleted my account, and now I think they're gonna, they're gonna drive me crazy for a month. They said it takes a month for it to delete or whatever, and they're gonna remind me. Remember, if you want to change your mind, vachule vachule. If this was a problem, maybe we could do this. No, delete it. You know, I, I, it's not like Facebook is so central today that, that I need it to know what's on the Midrashah Facebook. Uh, Libra can tell what's on the Midrashah Facebook. Other people can tell what's on the Midrashah Facebook. I, I saw something that was passionate I shouldn't have been looking at, I shouldn't have seen. And so I didn't look for it, it just came up. And, and therefore I deleted it. Okay? Now, again, some people say this is the realms of halacha, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that um, pre-shoot is, is when a person goes that step further because they really, really do want to make things better, because they really do want to improve themselves, and, um, and therefore that they will actually remove themselves even more from certain things than... Uh, than is required by the black and white halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. There is another element to pre-shot which I have to introduce to you, which I will do so be Ezra Tashet tomorrow. So have a good day.